Welcome to the Gas Street Podcast. Our vision as a church is to be light for the city. We really hope you enjoy this message. So good to uh, be celebrating together the Holy Spirit, but also what God is doing through worship for everyone. And if you were at the conference yesterday, it was absolutely amazing. And we just want to honour Nick and Becky for their vision and the whole team have done such an incredible job. 130 churches represented, 400 people gathering to worship. It's really, really uh, exciting and amazing. And also just to welcome those joining us online. I hope you're having fun wherever you're watching from. We are finishing a series on the Holy Spirit. And I want to look at this theme of with the Holy Spirit, there is always more. Now, just quickly show off my uh, tote bag, which is the must-have accessory. 2023, the summer, Worship Forever on tote bag. I mean, you don't see Nick Drake without one of these anywhere. Um, But when my son, Simeon, who's here somewhere, was born, my parents came to visit the day after. And I don't know if you, uh, you know, got younger siblings, but when you're the older sibling and suddenly you have a younger sibling in town, it can be a bit of a traumatic event. And so for Phoebe, who's our eldest, my parents turned up with this present. It was a doll, baby Annabelle. And it's one of those presents which was saying, look, Phoebe, just because you've got a younger brother in town, you need to know that we still love you. You're still our favorite and you're amazing. And so this doll was in this packaging and I sort of desperately tried to kind of open it up. And if you work with these kind of toys, this thick plastic that even scissors don't seem to cut through. You're sort of slicing your hands open on it. Eventually, I got this present open and Phoebe by now was just so excited because on the packaging it said, baby Annabelle, hug and squeeze and she'll laugh and giggle. So I passed the doll to Phoebe. She gave it a hug and a squeeze, but rather than baby Annabelle laughing and giggling, baby Annabelle began to cry, ah! At which point Phoebe began to scream, ah! Drop baby Annabelle, and now I was terrified. I mean, it is a little bit of a freaky looking thing. And so Phoebe wouldn't go anywhere near it. So I had to begin to explain that Phoebe, when a little baby cries, as your brother's gonna be doing a lot of, what you do is you pick up the baby, you cuddle it, and you quieten it. And so gently over a few days, Phoebe began to get a bit more confident with baby Annabelle, began to hug and look after baby Annabelle. And these two became best of friends. Suddenly they're inseparable. We couldn't go anywhere without this wretched doll for years. You see, baby Annabelle was a good gift, misunderstood, that became an object of fear and confusion. And I want to look today at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit because I wonder if for some of us we feel a bit confused about the Holy Spirit, who He is and what He does. And yet we need to understand that God says the Spirit is this good gift that enables us to do extraordinary things. Perhaps it's easy to understand the concept of God as a loving Father or Jesus Christ, who we see doing these amazing healings and loving people, remarkable things on earth, and yet the Spirit is a bit harder to grasp. But we need to understand that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is God, and the Holy Spirit is God's empowering presence at work within us, enabling us to do extraordinary things. 
We see in the Old Testament at the start as well as the New Testament that when God's Spirit is poured out, His Spirit is poured out on a particular person to do something extraordinary for a particular purpose. So God's Spirit comes on a particular person for a particular purpose. So an example is Bezalel. Now, can I, have an ex- can I have a quick guess? Someone come up and you're going to be Bezalel. Anyone, any volunteers? Yes, you come up, mate. You come and be Bezalel. And Bezalel was an artist. So you're going to stand here by your easel and you're going to pretend to paint. So Bezalel was an artist. And it says in the book of Exodus, I have chosen Bezalel and I have filled him with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God's coming on you, Bezalel. With wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge and with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of crafts. So, Bezalel, turn around so we can see you. He's doing this amazing art here. The Spirit of God comes on a particular person, Bezalel, for a particular purpose to do extraordinary, beautiful, creative art, designs, to build God's temple, which would be a place where the people would gather together to worship. So God's Spirit, you can stay here, great job by the way, God's Spirit anoints Bezalel for creativity. It's one of the things the Spirit does, it releases creativity. Another example is Gideon. Gideon, um, Aidan, why don't you come up, because this is, you get to meet Aidan, which is Amy and Warren's son. There you go. He's a a Liverpool fan, but we're going to work on that. Um, Just hold that for a second, okay? Now, Gideon, anyone heard of Gideon here? Yeah? Now, Gideon was weak and felt small and felt insecure, and yet God chose him, and he appointed him to be a leader of the people of Israel to defeat the enemies that were trying to attack and destroy them. And so God appoints Gideon, and we read this in Judges. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and he blew a trumpet. There you go. This is your trumpet. You can blow it. There we go. Summoning the Abazrites to follow him. So God's Spirit, again, is poured out on a particular person, Gideon, for a particular purpose, to gather people together, to courageously be strengthened, to fight off and defeat those that were coming to destroy Israel. You go and stand here. Brilliant job. Then we move forward into the New Testament and we see the story of Mary. Anyone want to be Mary? Anyone? Yes, you come and be Mary. Um, Now, Mary was this young girl and what he... you're on a roll. You did the reading, didn't you? You're amazing. Come and stand here. Actually, no, come and stand here. Um, <laughs> and suddenly Annabelle is going to change. And now Annabelle is baby Jesus. Um, and then we're going to have to give baby Annabelle back to my daughter, Summer, because she's about to explode. Um, so one, one day, God comes and through an angel, angel Gabriel, says to Mary... Though Mary was a virgin, and if you don't know what that means, uh, speak to a parent or a responsible adult you came with. If in doubt, Nick Drake here at the front will answer all your questions. That's where we send our kids for this kind of stuff. Um, God's Spirit comes upon Mary, and she's told that she's going to give birth to a baby, and the baby is to be called Jesus, and he'll be the saviour of the world. This is pretty remarkable stuff. So we read in Luke that the Holy Spirit came upon you, will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So again, we see an example of the Spirit of God coming on a person, Mary, 
to enable her to carry the Messiah, the Savior of the world. Effectively, the Spirit of God comes to enable the impossible. So you see an example of creativity, the Spirit-inspiring creativity, Spirit-inspiring courage and strength, and now the Spirit of God inspiring and releasing that which is humanly impossible. Can we thank our wonderful guests? And Summer, you can come and take baby Annabelle. You can, you can, you can keep your trumpet. I might need the, there we go, you can take that. So I'm hearing these stories about the Spirit of God coming and releasing all these amazing things. And I don't know about you, but I'm listening to this thinking, I want that. I want in on that. I want to receive this to enable me to do creative things, to be courageous, to see the impossible. Well, in Acts 2, we read about the Spirit of God being poured out at Pentecost. Pentecost was a festival, a little bit like Glastonbury, but pretty different. Um, And the Spirit of God comes, and it says this in Acts 2. His words are going to come up on the screen. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them. Say all of them. One more time. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. What we see here, and this is the promise that we see in the prophet Joel, is that there'll be a day, it's now Pentecost, where the Spirit of God will be poured out on everyone. We have worship for everyone. We're going to jump on the branding for that. It's the Spirit for everyone. The Spirit is for everyone. It's not just for the adults. It's not just for the religious leaders. It's not just for those who pray and fast and regularly read through the book of Leviticus. It's not just for those who feel brave and strong and courageous. The Spirit of God is for everyone. All of them were filled with God's empowering presence. And what we see is that as God's Spirit came at Pentecost, these very ordinary, normal human beings were enabled to do extraordinary things that changed the face of history. And this is the spirit that is alive and at work today. And if we would ask, he would come and he would enable us to do remarkable and extraordinary things. So if you ever feel afraid, maybe you're afraid of school or of a teacher or afraid of what a friend might do, ask for the Holy Spirit to come and give you strength and courage. If you ever need inspiration, you feel stuck or lost in a situation, ask for the Spirit of God to come and bring inspiration. If you ever feel confused, bewildered, overwhelmed, ask for the Spirit of God to come. If you're ever sick or in pain, ask for the Spirit of God to come and bring healing because the Spirit of God wants to come and work in us and through us to enable us to do extraordinary things, to live remarkable lives. In fact, the Spirit of God comes to enable us to live like Jesus lived and to do the things that Jesus did. But we need to be expectant. And I end with this. We have this most extraordinary gift that is made available to us. But the question is, will we ask? Will we ask that the Spirit would come and give us all that He has for us? Will we ask for more? I don't know if anyone has been to the Niagara Falls in Canada. It's this amazing um, waterfall. 600,000 gallons per second flow over it. And I remember visiting it in Canada and looking at this incredible sight, being mesmerized by it. 
And basically, if you were to stand under that waterfall, you would die. I had a story prepped about a guy who tried to go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel, but it doesn't end very well, so I might save that for another day. But you would die. It's so powerful. And as I was watching this amazing sight, I felt God say, Tim, this is a little bit of a picture of my Holy Spirit. My Holy Spirit is powerful, plentiful, overwhelming, strong, glorious. It never runs out. It never dries up. There is always more. But the problem is so many in the church consider my Holy Spirit more like a well. Now with a well, you have a bucket. You kind of wind it down. You get a bit of water. You wind it back up. It's slow. It's limited. It's hard work. Wells often dry up. And as we live our lives, we need to be bold and saying, God, I want more of you, like the Niagara Falls, not like the well. Because God will give everything we need. It's a little bit like this. When we need strength, when we need courage, when we need inspiration, when we need breakthrough, when we're struggling in life, it's like, Spirit of the living God, come and fill us. Don't just ask for like a little squirt. You know, like a little plastic water pistol. You know, when it comes to God's spirit, it's not like we want a little bit. We want, we want everything. We need to think more like a... This is like the splash zone. San Diego, SeaWorld. Now, when, when I ask for a super soaker, I hope for a little bit more than this, but you know... We need to ask for more. Come on, you want God wants to give us more. Jesus says this, and I end with this in Luke. He says to parents, to fathers, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. You know, any good father is far from perfect. It's going to get things wrong, make mistakes, lose their temper. But most fathers know how to give good gifts. They love the idea of blessing their children. And so Jesus is saying, if you fathers know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask it? How much more, more, more. So I want to encourage us, each and every one of us, from the youngest here to the oldest, when you wake up tomorrow, say, Holy Spirit, give me all that you have. Help me to live for you today. Give me strength and courage and inspiration and creativity. Give me boldness to lead. Help me to see the impossible with the eyes of Jesus. And that's what the Spirit wants to do. So we're going to stand and we're going to pray that the Spirit of God would come and fill us afresh. So can I encourage everyone to stand? And what I want to encourage us to do, the youngest in the room, just to put your hands out as a way of you would to receive a gift. You know, this physical posture is just a way of saying, God, I want to receive what you have for me, this amazing gift. And we're going to ask that the Spirit of the living God would fall upon us. Spirit that is for everyone. And it might be that you're feeling a bit nervous of school. It might be that there's a difficult situation at home. It might be that you feel a bit lonely or scared. 
It might be that you're needing inspiration for something. We're going to pray that the Spirit would come and bring it. So Holy Spirit, would you come now? From the youngest to the oldest, fill us, Lord. Give us everything that we need to live bold, courageous lives. Thank you that your Spirit is no longer just for a particular person, for a particular purpose. Your Spirit is for everyone. And thank you that there is so much more available to us. What I want us to quickly do is, if you're under the age of, um, I'm going to say 15, just raise your hand because we're going to specifically pray for you. Because I think one of the tragedies in the church is that we think, you know, the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, healing, wisdom, words of knowledge, the prophetic, gifts of tongues. They're for the grown-ups. You know, when you're a bit more mature in your faith, it's such a load of rubbish absolute rubbish it's not in the Bible at all God's spirit is for everyone and I believe we're going to see children and young people doing extraordinary things in our church that's the vision for worship for everyone it's not kids ministry it's that young people and children will be empowered to do the things that we read about in the gospels in the Acts book of Acts and so spirit of the living God from the youngest here these beautiful children and young people fill them pray that you'd speak to them may they have dreams of what you're going to do I pray that you'd release faith in them I pray that they'd lay hands on the sick and the sick would be healed. I pray that they'd have amazing, inspired ideas of how to communicate your love to a world that is desperately lonely and hurting. I pray that you'd give them amazing authority in prayer. I pray that they'd share faith with friends and friends' lives would be changed. Lord, come and do what only you can do. Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. If you want to find out more, visit our website, gastric.org, or follow us on Instagram at Gastric Church.